0: From McCormick Place in Chicago, Illinois, this is the ASN Kidney Week 2016 podcast, a discussion of the latest scientific and clinical advances presented at this year's annual meeting. ASN thanks Opco Renal for its support of this podcast.
1: Good afternoon from the second day of Kidney
2: Week. My name is Roy Zent. I'm the program chair of this year's ASN meeting. I'm Stephen Chang, I'm from Washington University. I'm an associate professor there and the training program director there.
3: And uh, I'm Janos Petipaterdi, coming from Los Angeles from the University of Southern California, professor of physiology, biophysics, and medicine.
1: So today has been another great day at Kidney Week with outstanding talks. It was kicked off this morning by an excellent talk by um, Kevin Tracy, where he introduced the nephrology folks to a new concept in nephrology. One where you can have neurostimulation regulating the immune system. It was really an exciting talk. I had a lot of people interested and excited about it. In fact, I had to wait half an hour to thank him for giving his talk. There were so many <laughs> questions. And I think it was really provocative to a lot of the participants here because it's the first time they've heard about this phenomenon, certainly in the kidney world. Although he did share some information with us from one of our own members, uh, Dr. Okuza. Uh, where he showed that this works in a kidney model of acute kidney injury, so
2: that was a pretty nice way to start off the day. One of the things that I thought was so interesting is that all of these state-of-the-art lectures have been so, in a way, out of the box for us, so they've introduced new things that I at least have never thought about, although I'm not a basic scientist, but I thought it was also very exciting to hear that talk this morning.
1: Yeah. so one of the things that I spent a lot of time thinking about in putting the program together was, you know, who is our audience at the ASN? And You can choose to go into your pet topics or you can really make the meeting one for most of the people who come here. And when you look at the 13,000 odd people who come to ASN, most of them are practicing nephrologists and good scientists. And so what we've tried to do is make this meeting very thematic. The theme of the meeting has been diabetes, obesity, and chronic kidney disease because that's affects most of the people. And so the plenary sessions have all been directed around that theme. So yesterday we heard about mechanisms of obesity. Today we heard about a new way to look at inflammation, which is clearly important for the initiation and progression of kidney disease. Tomorrow we're going to have a speaker, Ross Kagan and he's going to carry on with this theme which is going to be diabetic nephropathy once again out of the box he uses fruit flies and he's developed a model of diabetic nephropathy in fruit flies and he uses a phenotypic screen for drug discovery so looking at drugs or trying to discover drugs that will reverse diabetic nephropathy and then on day four the plenary speaker is also going to be on the same theme which is developing new drugs to treat type 2 diabetes and so we're going to have Dan Drucker here who um, has brought the GLP-1 inhibitors, actually did most of the basic science around them and brought them to market. So that's been one of the themes of the meeting and I think it's been quite successful and I hope that people have enjoyed it.
3: Absolutely and me as a basic scientist at ASN, Uh, My priorities mainly have been to look and emphasize the uh, basic science research uh, both at the poster sessions as well as in the afternoon uh, symposia and we've had amazing uh, poster presentations on uh, electrolyte and uh, fluid transport and and regulation of these events on classic pathways such as the renin-angiotensin system uh what is most in- exciting is that the application of these traditional pathways and mechanisms on new, uh, new or newly recognized and emphasized processes such as tissue remodeling in the kidney and combined with traditional topics as blood pressure control and, and damage and inflammation so those those have been excellent and we have some more uh, symposia in the afternoon focusing on the distal nephron and the relevance of the salt pinch um, uh, controlling uh, our uh, kidneys and the whole organism and also as a, on the technology side, uh, interested in imaging. We have seen many, many exciting posters this morning on imaging different cell types, unusual uh, non-traditional cell types in the kidney, such as the parietal epithelial cells in the Bauman's capsule, uh, renin cells, uh, and different proximal and distal tubular cell types looking inside these cells, uh, evaluate mitochondrial metabolic rate, superoxide production, and um, also the relevance to other processes, pathogenic as well as uh, protective mechanisms in different uh, disease environment and, and injury models.
1: So you know, once again, Janos has mentioned imaging. So another thing that we did this year, in fact, it was a follow up from last year, he was the Young Investigator Award. And and is a master at imaging and there was a session last year bringing you know the -the state-of-the-art imaging to the uh, ASN and this year we continued it actually going to electron microscopy and we had two absolutely outstanding talks Uh, one of them by Gerd Waltz he's at the Rockefeller now and he's been one of the pioneers of cryo-EM which is a really powerful technique and you know people are getting molecular structures down to 1.5 to 3 angstroms using electron microscopy and he showed people how they're doing that and the technological breakthroughs with that. And then the other talk was by actually a nephrologist, a young woman called Rachel Lennon from Manchester. And she was also talking about how you can use EM tomography now to do sections through whole blocks of kidney and do 3D reconstruction. And I think um, it was really appreciated. In fact, there was standing room only, and um, I think that's a pretty big feat for something that's as technical as that. So it was was really very, very successful, and both talks were outstanding.
3: And of course, the imaging topic and the theme will continue for the remaining days of ASN. Uh, There will be several sessions tomorrow. One of them will be a classic topic of imaging, podocyte cell biology and molecular biology. And uh, we will see several imaging applications there as well as on Sunday. Hopefully this will help people to stay longer at the meeting. Um, I understand the weather is turning cold and that will keep people inside. So there'll be a nice imaging session of uh, at 10 a.m. Sunday, imaging kidney pathology in vivo uh, and the application of uh, intravital imaging on imaging kidney fibrosis, inflammation, hypoxia, and ischemia, and so on.
2: I think one of the cool things about uh, emphasizing not only these sort of cutting-edge new things, but also in supporting the young investigators who are researching these things, is just giving the the population a sense of, you know, the ASN cares deeply about cutting-edge things and really making it a focus for those who want to do renal research and who want to invest in this kind of thing in the future. Uh, There's all this talk about decreasing interest in people who are going into nephrology and interested in the research part of it. But things like this, or this morning when they talked about the ASNs securing the future, that movement they're making, you know, I think things like that really give the world notice that Bayeson really cares about these things, and we want to support young investigators who are coming up with these really interesting, and cool ideas. Yeah, I think
1: it's really important. I think as Ray Harris talked about yesterday in the President's address, you know, nephrology is at an interesting period of development, as is basic science. I think there are a lot of things that are going to make it hard to do basic science in this country in every respect and um, the society cares deeply about this and uh, we're lucky that they do because as a specialty, as he showed yesterday, we're very underfunded. There are not as many young people <coughs> interested in science as there probably should be. I think, um, you yeah, know, we've got to think about who's going to be the world leaders in this and um, if you want it to be in North America, it has to be funded and we can't just count on the government to do that. So I think it's really important that the ASN has made this one of its missions. And they do this both by giving out grants and things, but also making sure that it's one of the main reasons why you want to come to this meeting. Um, it's not just a clinical care meeting, and it's not just a patient advocacy meeting. It's a meeting which is based on the best science in nephrology, and I think that that really needs to be maintained, and hopefully we've done that in this program
2: this year. You know, one thing that I really appreciate as a program director is that you guys in the planning committee gave the fellows a chance to shine. There's so much talk about the state of nephrology fellowships and people not necessarily thinking it's a very desirable specialty um, that sometimes we lose how important it is to really appreciate the people who are our fellows now and who are in training Um, and so you know speaking about day two and the things that we were excited about today too uh, today we had the fellows in training bowl the fit bowl which is a a great chance that we had to sort of showcase our fellows and go through some clinical cases and have them kind of show off some of their knowledge Uh, and it was a really fun session it was a good way for our fellows to kind of boost morale give them a chance to show off and really, really encourage that side of things.
1: Yeah, you know, once again, I I think that uh, the time has come for us to get rid of a lot of the negativism that comes around nephrology. You know, you go to Grand Rounds at a university and it's, you know, how bad dialysis patients do, how the problem's getting worse. And um, we're really bad as a profession in terms of talking about, you know, the great things that nephrology's done. We're still the only specialty out there. That can actually reconstitute an organ with something outside the body that 's life saving we did the first transplant it 's still the most transplanted organ with the best results you know we we 've done some great things and um, I think it's hurt the the profession in a in a way because it stopped us thinking about how to cure kidney diseases because we thought well we could just reconstitute the organ in a in a machine and i think the time has come for nephrology to think about where it wants to go in the future and you know i think that that, that's the challenge but also the excitement but also we need to demonstrate to the world that it's not a dead subject and it's not all depressing we've done some really great things and we just need to build on them
3: and absolutely if i may add to uh, what uh, roy already mentioned and the importance of basic science and the basic science research again that's my background and i uh, i think it's really important and uh, to encourage the young generation to come to the kidney field there's a lot of excitement going on we have a lot to do but we are doing these things and also not just for the basic uh, research scientists but also for the physician scientists uh, to come to this area and stay in this field uh, which is again very important and um, firmly believe that uh, that basic science understanding of kidney function is really critical to better understand the disease environment. And we need to encourage both basic scientists and physician scientists to, again, come and stay in this area, which will hopefully provide soon a breakthrough in this um, devastating disease.
2: And I think even for those who, like myself, occupy that niche in the nephrology ecology of being clinician educators, I think it's hugely important to really emphasize how important and groundbreaking the basic science part of it, because eventually that is going to translate down the line, and we are going to end up taking all those breakthroughs because we can't really apply clinical care without understanding those basic mechanisms. We always have to go back and think of how do things work, what are the disease mechanisms, and then apply that clinically. So even for us, I think this is a very exciting time.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, the other thing is is we need to rethink the definition of basic science. You know, information technology is growing at a rapid rate. Soon things like podcasts and cell phones and Twitter and all of these things are going to collect far more information about what we do and how we can change our lifestyles in terms of health and wellness. Um, And you add that to, you know, the plethora of data that's coming from gene chip analysis, et cetera, et cetera what's great we gather the data the question is is how do you use the data and i think this is a science that's in its infancy and um, that's something that we really need to think about and work on because um, it's part of the future and um, i think that's another area that nephrology really needs to think about you know how do we deal with big data having it is not enough and How you look at it, how you can get useful information out of it, and what you do with that useful information to transform it. I mean, when you look at big companies like Amazon.com or Walmart, you can go onto a website and they will tell you how much they've got of X product in which shelf, in which place in the country. You know, we need to start doing that in biology better and doing it in a way that it's shareable and doing it in a way that we can figure out how to make you know the lives of people with kidney disease or just learning the knowledge about kidney disease better. And I think that's going to be one of the big challenges.
2: It's interesting, there's a session actually going on right now on sort of using some of this new technology um, in sort of a very different way than what you were describing, but using it in medical education and in teaching nephrology. Um, and there are things out there now like ASN being on Twitter and having webcasts and and things like that. Uh, So there's a session going on now on sort of the art and science of teaching that uh, is interesting because it really does start to pull in some of these new technologies of this day and age that are a little bit weird and unusual like Twitter and social media and things like that and leveraging that technology towards new mechanisms of education or disseminating information or attracting people to the field and uh, sort of a a cool thing that we've been able to do.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we, as Ray Harris said, we need to reinvent ourselves, and I think, um, you know, in the 1960s, nephrology when, was the leader in terms of biomedical research, when physiology was really where it, where it was at. And um, I think the time has come for us to, to rethink about how we can be at that interface again, and um, I think this is one of those areas that we really need to work on because it's going to be huge, especially when you think about the complex physiology of the kidney, you know, the sorts of things Janos does, you do them in a snippet of time and you show a one-off, now with computation you can take lots of this information and put it into models to try to figure out how it works actually in real time in whole organisms rather than just in cells or specific receptors and in whole populations, I think it's really exciting.
3: And if I may add to uh, the big data uh, development, and of course, clearly, the, that's the direction on you know, each, every single discipline and, and, uh, and scientific, scientific field. And it's definitely true uh, in the kidney to better understand disease and protective mechanisms as well. Uh, but only if we interpret this in the right way and put this together uh, with, again, the basic, very basic, renal physiological knowledge understand uh, the function of certain cell types and their interactions. And I believe that's the only way to finally understand the very, very complex mechanisms in disease and translate it ultimately to therapy, to the therapy.
1: You know, I hope that those of you who are here in Chicago, you come back to the meeting tomorrow, got an exciting day lined up, starting off with the fly guy in the morning, who I can assure you will give a very, very interesting talk, even if you don't think flies are that cool. It's really interesting technology. You know, um, we haven't had a drug that's really changed nephrology in a long time other than by accident the SGLT2 inhibitors which have come along. And I think the challenge is for us to figure out how to get new methodologies and new drugs to treat kidney disease. So this could be an exciting talk to see how people think about these things and think outside of the box. And as I say on Sunday with the same theme, There'll be somebody there who'll show you how it uh, can be done in other fields, and we should try to emulate that. So I hope to see you
2: all back here tomorrow and Sunday. We're all looking forward to it. Yes.
0: You have been listening to the ASN Kidney Week 2016 podcast. Support for the Kidney Week podcast is provided by Opco Renal. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved.